Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. With offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have an interesting topic today. The topic is should parties live in the same home during divorce? This topic today is based on an article on our blog, FamilyLawHeadquarters.com, dated November 15, 2019. So there's a follow-up to the episode today. Go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and check out the article that we have. Is a follow-up uh, to the episode here today. And again, the question is, should parties live at the same home during divorce? This is a very common question. It's something that lots of parties contemplate uh, when divorce proceedings begin. Um, lots of individuals are looking for black-and-white rules. They want to know what the right answer is. They want to know what the wrong answer is. And they're looking for attorneys oftentimes to provide these sort of bright lines, uh, the clarity, if you will, in terms of what they should or what they should not do. The truth of the matter is when you get to this question, there really isn't a black and white answer in terms of whether parties should live in the same home during a divorce or not. Uh, The truth of the matter is every situation is different. Every situation is unique. And so really, in a general sense, uh, you're really talking about balancing uh, various competing concerns that might be out there for a particular case. And certainly, I would just say as a preface as well, anybody who's contemplating this question, who uh, isn't sure whether or not they should live in the same home during divorce, one of the first things any party will want to do is get an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in their jurisdiction Uh, to talk through the situation with them, to help guide them um, in terms of what's appropriate for their particular uh, fact scenario. Because, again, the truth is there are not uh, black and white right or wrong answers to this kind of question in terms of whether parties should live in the same home during divorce. But uh, in a general sense, uh, there's there's various concerns that I think are, are very much sort of commonplace in terms of this question, and I want to take some time to go through these. And so really the first question uh, for a lot of parties to think about is this, is, is whether or not they can live peacefully in the same home during divorce, or uh, will there be arguments, will there be fighting, uh, could there be concerns about domestic violence? And the truth of the matter is if there's going to be arguments, there's going to be fighting, and there's going to be concerns about domestic violence, uh, in almost every one of these circumstances, it's probably best uh, for one party uh, to leave. It's just not sustainable uh, in, in a divorce, uh, if there's fighting, arguments, and, and certainly domestic violence. Now, when you get into arguments and fighting, I mean, obviously, uh, this is a little bit gray in terms of how bad uh, we're talking. Certainly, most folks who are going through divorce are going to have disagreements. Uh, they're not going to see eye to eye. There could be disputes on on certain issues. Uh, and, and certainly, a lot of these disputes or disagreements, if you will, could be the cause the divorce in and of itself, but when we're talking about arguments and fighting, I mean, we're really talking about something that's heating, we're talking, heated, we're talking about something perhaps that's escalated, um, again, domestic violence, uh, threats of violence, certainly situations where uh, one or both parties don't feel safe living in the same home, and, and again, in these situations, it's almost always best for one party uh, to depart, and obviously, you get into a really tricky issue in terms of who uh, who's going to be the one to uh, leave 
and oftentimes that can be hard for parties to, to wrestle with and uh, ultimately decide who's going to go and who's going to stay. Uh, but if there's any real concern about domestic violence, again, uh, this almost always weighs heavily in the favor of somebody uh, leaving. Now, the second question, which uh, I think naturally comes into play as well as finances, uh, take situations and cases where there's not domestic violence. Uh, it's not a situation uh, where one party or both parties perhaps fears for their safety, something like that. Uh, but the issue is finances. And so another important question is, uh, can the parties afford two residences or not? Um, in some divorce actions, the parties do well financially. Uh, they're blessed to have lots of assets. Uh, getting separate residences is financially feasible. It's possible. Um, and ultimately, for parties who are going to be divorcing anyway, uh, they might opt in these situations just to have one party depart because, again, if they're getting divorced, somebody's going to be leaving at some point anyway. And so in these circumstances, you know, one party might just decide to get on with it and move out and get a separate residence where, where the parties can afford uh, two separate residences. But on the flip end, there's certainly divorce actions where uh, money is tight. Uh, there is not a lot of extra money. In some circumstances leading up to divorce, uh, the finances could be a significant issue that caused a lot of fighting, and it could be a situation where the parties are struggling just to afford one home, uh, much less two homes. And so the idea of one party uh, departing, uh, getting a new residence, and then trying to afford both these residences, in a lot of uh, cases, unfortunately, that is not easy. It is not simple, and it can result in a situation where uh, the reality is the parties could go deeply into debt uh, trying, ultimately, afford these two residences so if there's no domestic violence if the parties do not fear for their safety and the finances are tight it might be a circumstance where at least for a period of time during the divorce uh, the parties are going to need to reside in the same home because there's just not the money there's just not the assets and the parties are going to have to come up with a plan in terms of how they're going to be able to afford uh, for one party to, to depart, and ultimately this might require some planning. So, again, balancing tests there in terms of whether or not the parties can afford two residences or whether or not that would be uh, impossible or a big, big struggle. Um, a third consideration uh, for a lot of parties to consider where they have kids is uh, take situations where perhaps there's not domestic violence. Uh, again, the parties do not fear for their safety or anything like that, but the, the, there's bickering, uh, there's animosity, uh, it's uncomfortable, and, and, and in fact, in a lot of circumstances, there's bickering, uh, uh, the uncomfortableness of the disputes, all of this could have a negative impact uh, on the kids, and it could, it could really reach a point to where it could be affecting the kids emotionally, it could be affecting the kids' psychology, and in some of these cases, again, uh, when you're doing a balancing test, if you will, it makes sense for one party to move out to create some sense of normalcy for the kids. In other words, they can spend uh, time with one parent alone with that parent, and then they can spend time alone with the other parent, and they're not being in the, in the situation where, um, you know, there's bickering, there's fighting, and it really puts the kids in this position of feeling in the middle. So, again, 
a big balancing test there, but there's certainly uh, cases and circumstances where for the best interest of the kids, uh, it might be a situation uh, where one uh, party may need to leave. On the other hand, uh, the opposite could also be true. Uh, it could be a situation where the parties are going to be divorcing, uh, but the kids aren't prepared for the, for the parents to separate. It could be hard for them emotionally if one party leaves. Maybe they didn't see the divorce coming on the part of their parents, and maybe it makes sense for the parties to stay together for a period of time while uh, the kids really adjust and get used to the idea uh, that, that one of the parents is going to end up uh, leaving and getting a different residence. So, again, big, big balancing test there. Um, one of the other big considerations for parties to consider is, is child custody, uh, which is um, uh, vital in a lot of divorce cases. Um, in some states, this is referred to as parenting time. Uh, but this is the argument, in a sense, if one party leaves, they move out of the residence, uh, let's say uh, they're not getting uh, the kids as much as the other parent uh, there can be a concern on the part of some parties that if they do this, they leave, they depart. Uh, the kids uh, continue to remain uh, in what was the marital home with the other parent. Uh, the concern can be that they can be on the short end of the stick in terms of child custody at the end of the day. In other words, they might end up uh, with less time than, than the other parent because, uh, uh, after all, the kids should uh, remain in the home, the home they were raised in. Uh, and that is normalcy. Oftentimes, this could uh, be the school that the kids go to. In other words, the home is in that school district, and the courts or guardian of litem could argue the kids should remain predominantly in that home. And so some parties might be reluctant to move out of the house and move away <clears throat> just simply out of fear that it's going to affect them or impact them in terms of child custody. On the other hand, um, in divorce cases, a temporary custody order could oftentimes be entered in conjunction with one party leaving the home. And so this can alleviate the concern in some cases. In other words, one parent might say, look, I will leave, I will move out, but I will do it with, with uh, an agreement that I'm going to get the kids uh, for X number of days, for X period of time. In other words, X custody schedule or with X parenting plan in that way. Uh, the custody time is solidified out of the gates prior to be leaving, and oftentimes that um, can ultimately uh, be a situation where it makes sense for that parent then to move out, but at the same time they don't have to worry about child custody because they've got that temporary custody order in hand, if you will. So that, that can alleviate that um, uh, factor in a lot of cases as well. Uh, one of the last things that parties really need to think about and contemplate as well is that Ultimately, uh, for parties to get divorced, the court has to find that the marriage is irretrievably broken and that there's no reasonable likelihood that it can be saved. And the truth of the matter is if parties are still living in the same home during a divorce, uh, some judges, and again, this is going to vary by state, it's going to vary by locality, and certainly what judge uh, the party's case is in front of, but some judges might be leery of divorcing parties where they're still living in the same home because the judge might come to the conclusion that, look, uh, if this marriage was broken, if this marriage wasn't savable, uh, then why are the parties still living in the same home? And, in fact, I've seen uh, this hesitancy in some uh, situations in which I've represented clients in the past where judges just get hesitant and they want 
assurances that this marriage is really broken. Keep in mind as well, uh, the laws in, in various states uh, are different, but uh, in some states it's a requirement that parties be separated for a certain length of time before judges even able to order a divorce. And so if you're in one of those jurisdictions simply just to get divorced, it might really be a requirement that one party uh, leave and move out. But again, speak to an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in your jurisdiction as to that question. Uh, but that is definitely something uh, you want to keep in mind. In other words, physical separation might be something that the judge feels like they need to see or it might be a situation where the law requires in a particular state that the parties be physically separated before a judge uh, grant a divorce. So that's definitely something uh, to keep in mind as well. So again, uh, should parties live in the same home during divorce, uh, the truth of the matter is there are not black and white answers that any attorney can give. Uh, different fact situations call for different analysis and certainly in different jurisdictions, the law can be different, and that has to be taken into account as well. So for anybody who's debating this question, contemplating this question, the most important thing uh, that anybody can do is sit down with an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in their jurisdiction to really discuss this question to make sure that uh, they're making the right decision for themselves and their family at the end of the day. So that is the topic today. Again, as a follow-up to the episode today, Go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com, read the article uh, titled, Should We Live in the Same Home uh, During the Divorce? And this is an article dated November 15, 2019. Well, thanks for tuning in to Family Law Talk here today. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stange is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.